Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, uh, Jerry Gibson, and today we have uh, her second appearance on the podcast, uh, Tessney Evans. Uh, she's in Dallas, uh, Texas for the Texas Open uh, this week, and uh, she just played her second round match against uh, the U.S.'s Olivia Fletcher. Unfortunately uh, for her, the, the result was not uh, what she was hoping for. She went down in four close games. 12-10, 12-10 in the first two. She managed to get the third, but then lost the fourth. Uh, very close match, uh, and congrats to Olivia for that uh, win. Uh, it was a big, maybe the biggest win of her career. Um, but it just goes to show how deep, again, uh, and uh, Tessie and I talk about that a little bit, uh, just how deep the women's game is these days. Uh, uh, there are, are good players uh, coming from... Uh, seemingly all the time uh, coming up in the women's game and Olivia is another one of them so uh, congrats to her unfortunate for Tessney who had uh, just come on the podcast earlier that day hopefully uh, I didn't jinx her <laughs> uh, with that but um, yeah we had a really good chat uh, we talked about the Texas Open and uh, several different aspects of it including the prize money how uh, the funding for the tournaments being raised by the local community there which is quite a bit different uh, they don't actually have uh, uh, sponsors per se they they go through the local squash community and raise money that way which is quite interesting uh, we talk about uh, obviously a British national uh, title her second uh, in a row uh, how she sort of didn't uh, really she tried not to put too much pressure on herself uh, to win a second and how that may have played out uh, by uh, for her uh, in terms of winning the second. She's also just uh, won her seventh Welsh national title. Uh, we talk about uh, the Empower Squash uh, movement for, the, for women and uh, how her, Renee Melwalili, S.J. Perry, and Nicole David just uh, uh, came back from, from that uh, fundraising event for promoting squash for women. We talk uh, quite a bit about that. And uh, the Welsh Wizards, uh, the PSL team that she plays for, it was their first season. And we talk about how that went for them and uh, how much she's looking forward to uh, next season for the, for the Wizards. So, and lots more. So uh, I know you're going to enjoy this. Uh, Tessney Evans, episode 78. Uh, this is yeah, episode uh, episode 78, I think. Unbelievable. I think uh, wow. the last time you were on, which was the first time, might have been around yeah. episode 20 or something but uh, oh wow great so you've done 50 cents 50 cents yeah yeah wow. and it's great to have uh have you back on your seven time uh, welsh national champion two-time british national champion currently uh, in the top 10 and uh, seven in the race to dubai which is fantastic because uh yeah. if you make it uh, then uh, then we'll get to uh, get, we'll get to see you play because right, i'm in dubai, yeah so. <laughs> oh nice perfect yeah, so. Right, right. So, Tessney, thanks for coming back on. You're currently in uh, in Dallas, uh, Texas, for the uh, for the Texas Open. So, I guess that's a bit of a flight uh, for you from uh, from uh, from Britain or from Wales, wherever you were to get there. So, how's it been uh, since you arrived, uh, and how's your hit today? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Obviously, yeah, Texas isn't isn't too close. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it was good. I mean, good flight, and um, yeah, it's been been pretty good. The jet lag hasn't been hasn't been too bad, which is good. Um, and yeah, great practice this morning. And the tournament obviously kicked off on Tuesday, so I've been here since Monday. So I've been desperate to sort of 
get on the court really and um well, it was a split round yesterday um so yeah really excited to get going today yeah, you're playing uh, uh, this evening, I think, against Olivia Fletcher uh, this yep. evening, uh, second round. This is uh, her second round, uh, her second match, and, and it's your yep. first match in the second round, uh, with uh, potentially an exciting uh, semifinal against Amanda Sobey. We don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, first Definitely things first, yeah. um, Olivia Fletcher, what do you know about her? I think she's uh, she's relatively new on the tour. Yeah, I think uh, she's a couple of years younger than me, I think. She's been studying at, um, I believe, Princeton for the last four years, maybe, I guess. That's, um, and, yeah, I remember a little bit from juniors, and she's been very good. I heard yesterday that some of the girls were saying that she's been struggling with, with injury during her college time. But since sort of she's been on the tour, she's been doing really well and rising up the rankings pretty quickly. So it's definitely going to be... Um, definitely going to be a tough match today um and and yeah i mean i haven't seen too much of the style of play of how she plays but um as I said, so you, been so you haven't played her uh, you haven't played her before then no Just no before. never played her before so it's okay. kind of nice to to be fresh and play someone different um so yeah looking looking forward to it it should be a a tough match and uh definitely looking forward to it yeah, it'll be a good, good match for you to get to get into the tournament, hopefully. And uh, like no doubt you've got your eyes on the prize uh, getting to the final. And uh, in order to get there, potentially you have to, uh, you'd have to play Amanda. Now I know you, uh, or assuming she gets that far, um, I know you haven't had the best uh, of luck against her over the years, but you're certainly playing well uh, enough to, to reverse that trend, don't you think? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, as you said before, I mean, you can never look too far ahead in a tournament. And I think the women's game right now is, is at its strongest, in my opinion, um, it's probably ever been in terms of depth and everything. Um, for me to play Olivia, 100%. obviously, first round. Yeah. yeah, and for me to play someone like Olivia in the first round is very tough. So I think regardless of, of that, I think, obviously, I would never look, never look further past the match today. Um, really, but in terms of yeah, in terms of Amanda, um, I haven't had the best of luck with her in previous matches. But um, yeah, I mean she's she's come back from injury great and is finding her form again. So if if it was to happen, then then great, and we both make the semi-finals, then um, it would be a, it would be a, another tough match and one that would be pretty exciting to play. And I I, I enjoy playing her um, and haven't played her in a little while, so. Um, that would be good, but as I said, it's it's a long way yet to look forward to that match, really. Absolutely, I did. I didn't mean to plant that yeah. uh, seed. You don't want to <laughs> take your eye off, uh, off of what you have in front of you tonight. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, uh, now the Ben, uh, you're in Dallas, which is a yep. prolific, uh, one of the big uh, American cities, obviously. Uh, what yep. is the venue uh, like there, and what uh, have uh, what's the squash sort of community like in, in Texas? Because it's not as, uh, mm -hmm. you know, not as prolific squash a, as a game there as it would be, say, on, on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's very different. Um, I mean, being in Chicago a few weeks ago, that's also another different sort of style of, of squash community as opposed to playing, you know, in the New York community and, and even Philadelphia area that we tend to go to more often. Um, but I think this is probably... One of the I played this tournament a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, I think maybe like four years ago. And I kind of coming back this year has been really nice to see the community is still together. And this mm -hmm. tournament is really unique in in the way that um, it runs and 
it's in a club which actually has I'm not sure in total but we only play on one court there's only really one court for us to practice on as the other courts are not the right dimensions um oh, okay. they're 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 narrower well, they're and the stuff so old North American court exactly yes uh, yeah yeah so okay. so um the, hard the one that we court. play on exactly yeah mm-hmm. so if for us obviously only having the one court for us to play on um which which obviously brings its problems but in terms of I was speaking to Sanjeev yesterday who was the runner of the tournament and he made a very good point and he said that the he's used a few of the clubs and it does move around Dallas and to different places and stuff and he really likes this one and I can I can kind of see why and um yeah has like they put chairs behind and and it's great it's a great setup and in a nice club um so yeah it's great great to be back and the community is great they actually run they they get most of their money back from um just private people in the community they, they all okay. get together and they raise fifty thousand dollars so i think that in itself is pretty cool that's amazing yeah that's real that's yeah so really they great. yeah they don't really have in fact i'm pretty sure they don't actually have a, a sponsor they actually just the community themselves they all get together and they all sanjeev finds people that want to get involved in stuff and whether they whether they give $250, whether they give $500 or a thousand, you know, it's kind of open to whatever they would like to give. And, and I think that's why it's one of probably one of the best tournaments in, in terms of that. Um, and they do a great job and yeah, it's great to be back and, and see all these guys again. Yeah. It sort of gives uh, everyone there a sense of, uh, you know, togetherness and maybe a sense of ownership in terms of running, running. Exactly. The event. So the, the community. And, and, it, yeah, it gives everyone a sense of that they actually are involved in it, you know, and they've all, they all want to see the girls back here and they, they want to see us playing again, which is just really great to see people just off their own backs are donating money to a tournament and able to raise, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars is no easy feat and they do it, they do it from their own people. So I think in, it's just great and that's why the girls love coming back here and they do such a good job of making us feel so at home and so wanted to be here. That's great. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. um, now I'd like to just talk a, a few months back. Uh, you won your second British uh, national title. You beat um, yep. Emily Whitlock in the final. Now, mm-hmm. in the after the event, you mentioned that uh, you didn't see yourself uh, actually getting to to the final, uh, but you, mm-hmm. you did, and you won two in a row. So uh, now that uh, you know you. I guess that that time's passed. It's been a while now. Uh, how do you feel uh, now having two two British national titles in a row? Yeah, it feels amazing. Um, I did say I did say I was, you know after the event and stuff like that. It was such a different pressure this year going into the event um, as no longer an underdog and also having won it before was obviously yeah, I was going to say I mean when you uh, when you won it uh, the first time it was so I mean yeah. people who people knew who you were but that really uh, seems to me maybe I'm wrong but that really put you on the map more or less yeah it, it definitely did it's a very um, being you know Welsh British you know and anyone you ask anyone sort of English anyone in Britain it's such a prestigious event to win um, oh, yeah. that yeah and for us like it's it's they they said about it in during during the tournament actually and said how high is it on the priority list of of us and and i personally and i, th- I think the other girls and boys would all say the same that it is it's pretty high up on the list um so uh, and and you see you know when you get the trophy and you see the people name on people's names on there you just think this is incredible you know and i never thought 
that I would probably ever win one. You know, the standard of people, um, I never thought I'd win one. So to go back as defending champion was a really odd situation for me. Um, but one that I actually really enjoyed. And it was good for me to learn to, to feel that different pressure than I felt, you know, a year ago where, as you said before, like that I wasn't, no one expected it. You know, I was, I was in the, in the draw. Yeah, okay, maybe people wouldn't know who I was, but it was just so much easier a year ago because everyone I was supposed to play was supposed to beat me. Um, right. And that's, and that's such an easier way, easier way to play. And then when you have the pressures the other way, then it's good. It was, it was a really good learning experience for me. And yeah, I, I honestly couldn't be happier that I've won two and two in a row. Is, it makes it very special for me. Yeah, for sure. I guess may, maybe you were trying, in, in saying that, maybe you were just trying to take the pressure off of yourself in, in, in a way uh, uh, by, by, yeah. saying, by saying that, you know, I didn't really think I'd get to two, but probably in the back of your mind, you, you felt you, you would do it. <laughs> well, I felt like I wanted to do it. Um, yeah. And once I'd won the one, I thought it would be very cool to win it again. But I definitely didn't expect like two in a row, you know, that's pretty it's not something that happens all the time no. um, in any, in any event. In, unless you're Nick in Matthew. Really. Right? Exactly. Unless you're a Nick Matthew, you know, like a real standout. He was obviously, he's won 10 or I think he's won 10, I think. It's 10. Looking yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 10. So yeah, um, it's just, it's just, it's weird. And, 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 and no other Welsh person obviously winning it before I, it, it was odd. Like I just winning it the once was great. And then I thought, well, you know, in my lifetime, like, I would like to win another one before I finish playing. And then suddenly it was like two back to back. So it was, yeah, I mean, obviously it was good for me to take the pressure off myself before going in. Um, so that was, yeah, it was good. And it was such a great week and just over the moon really to lift it for a second time. Absolutely. Uh, and the first, uh, well, your first time around, you, you became the first uh, Welsh lady to, to do so. Uh, yeah. On the men's yeah, side, exactly. uh, did David Evans, did he... Win. No, he, no one, no, no, no. no so you're the first uh, Welsh person yeah. to win the British. Uh, yeah. No, wow, wow. Well, that's Which a, that's, seems, that's... it just seems crazy because obviously um, I work with, with Dave and, and he, he achieved so much. And, and then you've got like Alex Goff and yeah. people like that. And then you could keep going on the names of people that have played. So, yeah, it was, that, that kind of makes it special as well to feel that as well. Yeah, they def well. They laid the groundwork for you, and uh, I guess that, that's how they. Did, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, mm -hmm. now you've got yourself uh, to a very high level over the past few years, and we mentioned it just a few minutes minutes ago. Uh, relatively, seemingly, anyways. You, you obviously you put a lot of time and effort into getting where you are, but it seemed to happen uh, relatively quickly to where you got yourself mm -hmm. to a high level. Now, uh, now you've got another level to get to, and that, that's probably, you know, within the top five or the top three. Uh, yeah. The girls like uh, Norel Sherbini and uh, Rainey Melwalili, those, those girls. So what's it going to take for you to, to yeah. uh, get to that level, do you think? Because, uh, I mean, you're not that far off, but obviously uh, the, uh, that's a different game right there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And if anyone, if anyone listening knows the answers, I would love them to give me a call because <laughs> that would be great to get some advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think Raneem and Nora Shabini and Nora Tayeb and Joelle King, you know, the names just, you know, there's so many girls right now that are just playing, taking women's squash to a, to an, uh, a new level. Yeah. And um, it's for the girls that are just behind like myself and, 
to to figure out what we need to do to to progress further i mean yeah as you said i've worked so hard to get myself where i am today but you know it there's a lot more work left to go in and figure out what i need to do to get to close to these girls and i think ranima nor Trevini are just playing unbelievable squash at the minute um and they just seem to have everything i think they they seem to know you know that they've got a lot of pressure on themselves the whole time going into events and they still like week after week churning out results and stuff so i think i think it'll be a lot of stuff you know i I, i've got a lot of areas i think i still need to work on in Mm. my game and as my physicality and all that kind of stuff that um will need to all come together but i think those girls are also working harder so they're going to try and keep pushing them further and further away as well oh absolutely now now Mm -hmm. you uh squash is such a a confidence game though isn't it i mean once you once you've got a couple of wins against uh uh, players like that then then you there's a bit of self-belief that goes into it and then it seems like uh things start to fall into place so may you know you you reach that that level uh relatively quickly but obviously you put the work in uh, to get there. So what was it that, that you worked on uh, uh, in, that, in this first stage of the, that got you mm-hmm. to where you are now? Like, um, what, what was it that you really worked on in your game that, that took you to where you are uh, today at this high level? Yeah, I, I think I agree with you that the, the confidence is probably the biggest part of people's careers is, you know, once you get on a roll, as you said, you have a few wins, you then see the belief that you can do it. And I think a lot of that was probably very true to myself that I never quite believed that I could beat these people and compete at the level with these girls. And then as soon as you kind of have a couple wins where you then start to believe it, and I think that really helps in your training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that certainly helped me to realize what I needed to do and what was working well um, and find stuff that worked for me. I've just tweaked a little bit of my training um changed a few things and that seemed to work which was great just a little bit more uh running base stuff mm. um lots so I think more my 400 training... meter uh, sprints right yes yeah exactly um <laughs> which which obviously at the time when you're doing them is pretty tough and and stuff like that but then when you go on the court and you you see that it's that it's helping um that also is another confidence booster and i think if you can believe in your physicality as well um a lot of comp you get a lot of personally I get a lot of confidence from that side of of it as well if I feel good physically then I feel very good going on court if I'm not quite backing that side of it then it, it becomes quite difficult um especially playing the top girls where you know it's going to be hard um if you have that in the back of your mind that's also quite nice to feel um yeah, yeah. and yeah so that that kind of side of it um I also worked very hard mentally with my psychologist um which 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 really helped and um he's been he's been great with me and that real that side of it actually helped me quite a lot as well and it's one of those things where I couldn't pinpoint to you like certain things that I've done um but everything I did just all seemed to click together at the same time I guess just years of churning away at stuff and it all coming together really yeah, I just had uh, Max Withers on, on my podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Max, but uh, he he's uh, Miguel Rodriguez's uh, uh, mental coach, I guess you could say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he was talk. He obviously talked a lot about that kind of stuff, and it just uh, it was all about the, the mental approach, and and it really uh, yeah. 
what he had to say about it and what he did with Miguel, uh, obviously, uh, him winning British Open uh, last yeah. year and, and what went into uh, his career. Uh, yeah. The mental part of the game is such a maybe an overlooked part of it uh, to, 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 mm -hmm. to people like me who really don't know what you guys, uh, uh, how you yeah. prepare. Yeah, oh, and it's a hundred percent. And I think, yeah, as an outsider, even watching, there are so many mental games that are going on during a match that to the, you know, to the blind eye, you can't probably see, but there's sort of the mental games going on between your opponent and you and how, how you've approached it, but also in yourself. And, sometimes you end up losing to yourself because mm. you're telling yourself stuff in your head that and it's not really helping to concentrate on playing. And um, I think you see some of the girls, like you see how important it is. You see like Laura Mazzaro and how important she takes her mental approach and how, how well it's worked, you know? So I think it's, it's definitely a very important part of um, squash players. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's a, uh, she's very tough on court, and I, I think she she yeah. has quite a, a, a mental part of her game is quite quite strong. So. Yeah, exactly. And you see you see that, and you see like she probably I would say um, is probably the most mentally mentally strong person on the squash court, and it just helps so much to have that. Um, it's definitely a big asset on the squash court, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, now I was looking. Uh, I noticed on your Twitter page. Uh, what's what's your Twitter handle again, uh, Tesney? My Twitter handle is just my name. It's Tesney Evans. Right, right. I, think, now, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed there on the banner that you had the you have the the squash goes for gold campaign banner. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, uh, the dust uh, has settled on that one. I'm very very disappointed with what the way things uh, played out in the Paris bid. Uh, but i um, just wondering how actively uh, involved you were uh, in the campaign. And um, obviously with the disappointment, uh, what, what are your thoughts now that, uh, that it's all said and done with? Yeah, it's obviously very disappointing. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously the 2020 bid, we really thought we were probably in, but I feel personally that this one, we had a real great chance. Mm. Um, I think with I saw obviously Camille having a lot to do with this one um, I just thought we would be in and I think our sport is great and I it just is very infuriating to just hear us not getting all the time because I don't know what else as a sport we have to do I think we mm. we we literally have everything um, all the co all the components of us like of an athlete we have all that and I think it just is so good and we can fit it. It will be a perfect Olympic sport. And I think now, in my opinion, I feel like we can just move on um, and maybe just not try it. Maybe I understand we want to be an Olympic sport, but we've given so much and so much money and done all these campaigns that haven't worked. Um, so if that's the case, I think we should just grow our sport and make it even better and prove to the, the IOC that we can carry on ourselves and we don't need that, you know? Um, yeah. It just becomes it just becomes so annoying for all the players who would love to play in Olympics. And the longer it keeps going, I think we could just invest in ourselves and make the, make the game even better than it already is. And just sort of prove to them and, and hope that they want, you know, in however many years time will come to us and beg for us to be in a part of it. Cause I think that Absolutely. would be the best outcome really. Well, that, was what, that was what I would like to see. Yeah, it's, uh, I agree with you 100%. It, it, it was very disappointing, and then it's hard to know. It just seemed like uh, the consensus is that we um, we ticked all the boxes. 
uh, exactly. for that. And we've done that several times over uh, on mm -hmm. uh, previous campaigns. And it just uh, just seems as though uh, they they don't uh, they don't know what they're doing over there at the IOC. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what that's how that's exactly how I feel as well. And I just feel like we're trying so hard, and almost they've 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 got us because they know how badly we want to be a part of it. And yeah, we don't I need feel like that. we could just yeah. we don't need that, and we and we don't need we don't need anything to make our sport better at the moment. It, it's great, the viewing is great, and the whole sport is just buzzing at the minute and i think for us we could just move on now and just and really make our sport better than it, if that's possible and and really just grow it and then hope as i said before hope that in years to come that they end up calling back to us and hoping that they're begging us thinking that they want us to be a part of it right on yeah, yeah. now, now uh, one of the initiatives uh, that i noticed uh, lately and, and with, which i think one of the boxes that was um ticked for this uh, IOC bid uh, was inclusion of women and uh, gender equal uh, gender pay gap equality yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Uh, recently, yourself, uh, Renee Elwalili, S.J. Perry, and Nicole David, you guys were part of the uh, Empower Squash campaign. Uh, yeah. Could you tell us uh, or tell the listeners maybe who might not know about it what what this is all about and how uh, how did the the recent event uh, go for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, we, we, I mean, I think squash is, is doing everything to just make that. I think you can only see from our tournaments now we've got equal prize money in all the big tournaments and stuff, which is great. And I think we're probably one of the few sports that are very equal pay now. Mm. Um, but yeah, a girl, a girl, um, Dion Safri, who used to play on the tour, a good friend of mine and fellow Welsh uh, woman, um, lives up in um, Birmingham. Um, England now okay. and she um, is one of the coaches at Edge Bass and Priory which is a really nice club and basically she, she uh, they're, 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 they're an active uh, they're active on Twitter yeah they're very active and they're holding <laughs> um, they're holding the European team championships in uh, May this year okay. which is going to be great yeah um, I, follow, they're, I they're, follow them on Twitter yeah, they're great. There's a really cool club, actually. If you ever get yeah. the chance and you're in England, definitely go visit them. Okay. Um, but yeah, she she's great. And she contacted me a while ago about doing this event. And she coaches a lot and stuff and is, is a very big, avid fan as well of the of women's squash. And just said she wanted to create um, a foundation with the PSA Squash Foundation, um, who are also doing a great job, to create a women's event. Um, and ha part of it was having four ladies there to play and do exhibitions all week whilst they sort of um, launched this foundation. So the foundation is basically going to be for women and girls to get more women and girls into squash um, through, mm. through programs that Dion's going to set up. So she's setting up, I believe, as a charity. Um, I'm not sure yet whether how far that's gone, but you can definitely, uh, they raise a lot of money this week um, in ticket sales and people just donate into the foundation to create the opportunity that Dion's going to take the program forward with. So um, it was unbelievable. It was so good. Um, obviously the three of the girls were great. Um, we all played, we did it for three days. So every day we played somebody different um, oh, cool. and everyone played and everyone played everyone, which was really good. So it was such a good part, a uh, good event to be a part of. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it will only kick off from there. And I think it was a great idea to launch it, to have the four of us there to play and, we had so yeah, many people there watching there. all week. Oh, uh, oh, Nicole 
exactly like you couldn't have picked somebody better as an ambassador for our sport to be there mm. um so it was it was amazing really and we had so many girls of all sorts of ages there watching all week and packed out every day to watch the exhibition matches um so yeah that's basically the program and she's gonna kick on from that and and keep it going as a foundation charity and and try and get more women and girls into into squash yeah i think you you posted a, a couple of uh empower squash campaign uh ads yeah. or uh things about the event on your twitter so if anyone yeah, is interested yeah. in it they can just go to your your twitter feed maybe and yeah uh, definitely go to my twitter feed and and if anyone is interested definitely donate it's such a good cause that we've all donated to and all just given our time to and i think if it kicks off i think it could be really good for um squash that's awesome now uh it'd be great with your time uh testing and, and i know you got to uh to get back and get ready for tonight but before you go mm-hmm. i'd be remiss uh, if i didn't ask you about the welsh wizards yeah how are things uh going with with the team i know you're a proud member and mm-hmm. uh how, how are things going uh in the league uh I think you you have the playoffs coming up, don't you? Yeah, so we we obviously this being our first year and it was very exciting for me. I mean, I've played PSL for a few years a few years now and it's been great. I played for Bristol before, which was which is really good and they they made me feel so at home. But there's something about playing for our own team that has been unbelievable this year. Um, and we've all really gotten behind it. We have uh, all the uh, all of our team basically is home players. Um, we've got Marwan, uh, Mossad's mm. played for us this year, and Edmund Lopez, who yeah. have all played for us this season, which has been great. Um, and we then we've been basically Welsh apart from that. So it's really kicked off. We've had about 200 people at least on home games. Oh, great. Where um, do you play your, your is, home games? We play at the National Centre, so the Sport Wales National Centre. Okay. Um, and we've packed it out every week. They've been so supportive. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we can make the semi-final playoffs, um, okay. which is yeah, which is a bit which is a bit annoying. But that's how it is, you know. And um, for our first season, it's just been it's been so good to to have it in Wales, really. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. it's been it's been you, amazing. I was going to ask you, uh, but I think I know the answer now. Uh, how did you manage to to get Marwan uh, over there, being you know, him being in, in Bristol as well? But I I didn't realize the two of you uh, probably played together for Bristol. Yeah, we used to play so, for Bristol, and I think yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think he was he was very keen um, to maybe start start with a different team. And um, at the time, I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but maybe at the time Bristol hadn't quite sorted out the team so I maybe he was a little bit unsure of that but I think he he bought into us and he fancied a challenge to come and play in in Wales and um everyone's loved having him and he played Paul he played Paul Carl at home in one of the matches um and he yeah they loved it they sold out the crowd and everyone loved watching him play so he's definitely someone that we really wanted in our team and um it's been great to have him uh, yeah, I guess he he'd probably have to share the uh, the one spot with his brother, wouldn't he, uh, in Bristol? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think his uh, he plays for St George's. Oh, does he? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so they both both play for different teams anyway. But okay. and they they also played in the we played a couple of weeks ago and they played each other, so that was funny too. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, Tessney, thank you so much uh, for agreeing no to problem. do that. I want to wish you uh, all the best uh, in Texas uh, in, in the event. Uh, good luck with that and good luck with the thank rest of the season. And hopefully, thank uh, you. And hopefully, we'll make a third yeah, appearance. Have... Yes, definitely. I'd love to. All right. Great. Thanks a lot, Tessney. Okay. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Well, thanks uh, for Tessney, uh, to Tessney for that great chat. Um, really good to talk about all of those things. Her British uh, national title, second in a row, very impressive. And, uh, you know, the fact that she knows uh, she's right there on the cusp of some big things, even despite the loss uh, uh, yesterday at the Texas Open. Uh, she's right there. She, uh, you know, like we said uh, in the interview there, uh, a few wins over some, some of the better uh, you know, top five players will inject that bit of momentum. We see what it's done uh, to the likes of uh, Joel King and uh, Norel Tayeb. Uh, they're right there uh, battling uh, for that top spot in the world, and uh, Tesney uh, isn't that far behind, along with others like S.J. Perry. So there, there's a collection of women really vying for that top spot, which makes it uh, all the more exciting to watch uh, uh, professional women's squash these days. So again, uh, thanks to Tessney for coming on. Uh, I've got another episode upcoming uh, immediately after this one. Uh, Nick Sackfee will be on the, the podcast and we talk a little bit, uh, well, we talk quite a bit about many things, an all-Canadian uh, episode there. So uh, looking forward to uh, presenting that to you shortly after this one. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. Enjoy your squash and have a great day. Goodbye now.